Okay, good morning. So, we're going to actually finish right now uh, about Avas Hashem. We we'll probably may start loving yourself. It's also important to love yourself. Uh, not like you're loving yourself today, you think about like narcissism or, uh, or some you know, weird self love. We'll see that's actually a very Jewish idea about healthy self love. So, V'yachal says the the Pelayoyitz V'yachal Adam Ma'oris Ha'avli Seirah Bin Kol Davar Gashmi Chadaymer. A person, through even every physical material thing, can also generate and create love. Again, our our goal as as uh, as religious Orthodox Jews is to love Hakadosh Baruch Hu. And if a person doesn't love Hashem, it's like being stuck in a relationship in a marriage where you don't love your spouse is a very very sad reality. Uh, even more so, your Yiddishkeit, you want Judaism to be in such a situation where you're praying or doing service, uh, not to love Hashem, is a very sad reality. As I mentioned, after Shema, after Kabbalah, all Malchah Shemayim, what what's the first thing we say? Shema Yisrael, and then? Vahafta, you have to love Hashem, because once you have Kabbalah, Malchah Shemayim, once you accept there's a God, that the, 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 what, what Hashem wants from us is that relationship should be, should be one of Ahava, one of passion, one of love. I'm sure you've all met Orthodox Jews who are robots, <laughs> who just do things out of, out of culture. Sometimes they're, they're born into Borough Park or Crown Heights or Lakewood or, or Teaneck or La Five Towns, wherever they may be. And they just do it because that's what their parents did. Or they just do it because um, they think it's right, but they, you know, or they feel guilty, but there's no, there's no passion at all there. <coughs> um, so... It says, it says that the Palaiites, you should know, even through not just spiritual things, but from eating and drinking, and you have pleasure, or you enjoy your, or you enjoy uh, your, uh, your 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 trip. As we started this last time, or you have anything physical, you should think to yourself, If I love this, which is temporal, which is fi- finite, which is physical. Um, with by the night it's over, right? You have a great lunch. It's like going to lunch today. Yeah. You have a good date. Twelve thirty. You know your schedule. You know, I'm like, don't come spy, spy on you. Yeah, you, get, you know, you get, he, 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 they don't have gluten free, so he doesn't get the he doesn't get the bun. I know exactly what he gets. Right, a nice big hamburger. Right, it's geschmack. Right, it's good. It's good. It's good stuff. So you have a good. It happens to he's going on a date. That's very. That's very holy. Uh, but you know, it, it comes and goes. And you, you, how much more should you love Hashem? Like real righteous people said, you know, if I give to this, if I put my time and money and energy in this, how much more so should I do it for Hashem? Which is a source of all pleasure. And for, from that, and that. Uh, uh, and that for that yet, yeah, so which means when you do ha- enjoy something, it's something one should enjoy life. We're, we're ultimately we're here to to, to enjoy life. But the greatest enjoyment and the greatest pleasure is to, to be close to Hashem. The greatest the greatest reality is, is is to have that to have that reality. So whenever you have a pleasure, you should think, Wow, if I love this, how much more so? You know, imagine the following thing: you you decide to be a, a counselor. And you take a bunch of kids to a fun camp. And they're not your kids. And you see these kids are having the best time in the world. And you have a few kids. What would you want to do? You want to bring your own kids. 
Right? You say, if, if these kids are having a great time, you're, you're enjoying it, I want to bring my own kids. Yeah. So, <laughs> something, if you, if you see that, you know, this little Schwartz's chocolate, it's good, to, by the way, Schwartz's, this is good stuff. Uh, that, the chocolate cake, with the remnants, the shrine of it. It's good. You know, sure, yeah. the shrine of Schwartz's. If you, uh, uh, um, if you, I don't say the pretzels. The pretzels is a, uh, can't compare, right? But if you enjoy this, I don't know anyone who says, "Oh, I saw pretzel." I've never heard such a thing. A cake, you know, you can think of a person like, you know, has uh, has uh, real enjoyment from cake. Have you ever met someone who likes pretzels like that? Hot, warm, hot pretzels, maybe. The, the hard pretzels is like, to, just something you know. Maybe I'll get the details. But if you have a good cake and you enjoy it. And it's, so you think to yourself, like, wow, if I'm enjoying this, how much more should I should enjoy things which are really important to me, mm-hmm. which are really, which are really physical? Or I'll save it for Shabbos, like Shammai, right? This is something I enjoy. Let me utilize it for Shabbos. I, you know, I personally, as a general rule, I'll eat cake on Shabbos. I don't eat cake during the, the week. So if I'm starving somewhere, I'm not going to say, oh, I can't eat it. But I don't eat cake during the week. You know why? Because I do like cake. So I save it for Shabbos. Right. Because it's that's 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 in a special relationship with with, with Hashem. I'm not saying there's nothing wrong with having cake during the week, uh, uh, but but you, a person will use everything they have in the physical world. So a person has it, and also in their fear. If you're scared of an interview, you're scared of a reality. You should say, if I'm scared of this, how much more so should be scared of Hashem? Do you know that Amisha Feinstein, Zatzal, the great Pesach Hador, the greatest Pesach this country ever had. Ramesha Feinstein, who basically all of American Jewry, Hasidic, Yeshivish, all rely on Ramesha was the Pesach of America. Ramesha davened like this. That's how he davened. His whole life. You know why? He didn't shuckle. He just brought down and up Kabbalah. He didn't, he didn't, he, Ramesha davened like this. Straight, like that. And he said, because when he was, he was a Rav, in Russia, uh, when the when the communist during communist Russia during not just communist Russia, he was a rov in Russia under Stalin. Okay, it's like when you hear communism, you know, you know Khrushchev called Stalin an evil man. Right? <laughs> I mean, Stalin was the biggest murderer of the 20th century, not Hitler. He had more murders. Murders. I mean, he wasn't as he wasn't as 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 evil as Hitler. He was pretty close, but he you know. He wasn't as methodical as Hitler. He wasn't as ideological either. But he was a mass murderer. Killed tens of millions of people, Stalin. Paranoid. Uh, he was paranoid. He was, paranoid. He was, yeah, he was a megalomaniac, you know. But, but at the end of the day, you mean, imagine being a rov under Stalin. You know, there, there, there were Jewish rabbis who went to Siberia and just never, no, nothing. It wasn't, also, it wasn't a global world like today. Like today, someone gets in jail, like they, have, they, they would make noise, like they, this, you know, everyone knows it's in the, the press and you have all kinds of foreign pressures. Like Stalin didn't have to answer to anybody. Like somebody disappeared on the street, you know, and that's it. So Meisha was, was, was a rov and, in Luban, Poland, Russia, excuse me, under Stalin. He first came to the United States, I think it was 1936. That's when he got out. So he was a rov for, for, for <coughs> over a decade under the communists. Like, that's, that's, that's pretty intense. <laughs> so he once got the, the, uh, the, 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 the early KGB 
pulled him aside. And you have to be concerned, he's being thrown into Siberia and never come out again. And he said the whole time they were, they were interrogating him, he stood like this. So the rest of his life, when Amesha finds him Davin, because that was his idea of fear. <laughs> right? and, and it was, that was his reality. When he, they, were, they were interrogating him, these people. And you know, by the way, they had all kinds of Jewish spies in there, the Evetska. They would spy on, they had, they had communist Jews who would spy on the religious folks. You know, they were, one of the reasons they were able to shut down all these yeshivas is they had Jews who were, were, were blackmailing and badmouthing and turning, them, turning these people in. You know, you had no idea who was really, you know, the guy would come as religious, but they were really a, a plant by, by the Evetska or the, the KGB. So Moshe Davin, because you know what he, when he thought of fear, that's what he thought of. You know, that fear of the KGB at that moment that they could take him and throw him into Siberia and never come out. So if you have a fear, imagine how much more so you should fear Hashem. Because people are scared of an interview. Could be the job's not good for you. Scared or nervous before a day. Actually, one of my daughters last night, she was nervous. She's going to, my two daughters went to camp this morning. One daughter went last night to Israel for camp, my oldest, and the other ones are on the way to New York in the airport. Uh, so my daughter, you know, she's, she's a kid. You know, she's nervous before going. It's a normal thing. Mm-hmm. I wasn't going to tell her, you know, so-and-so, think about Hashem. If you're nervous now, <laughs> 10 years old, like, think about Hashem. If you're nervous now before... Now, let me say, like, what are you nervous about? I, let me tell you, I remember, I remember when I was probably 10 or 11 or 12, I remember what age, not going to sleep the night before camp. Like, literally, uh, that was out of excitement, I think. I don't think I was nervous. Um, but when, you, when you're a kid, if you're nervous, what are you really nervous about? Oh, maybe she'll be friends with me. Will I have good friends? Will I like the food? Will I get a good bed? Like, when, you, like, when you're thinking rationally, when you think like, rationally, you really think, is she going to go into a war zone? <laughs> She's going to be in sleepaway camp. You know what sleepaway camp is? I went to sleepaway camp. It's lots of fun. No parents' rules. I'm not going to get into that. No parents' rules. You know, fun, fun activities all day long. You know, snacks and canteen and boating and hikes. I mean, you know, what are you nervous about? Like, you know, you know, there's no, nothing really, but we, there's a fear, the, the natural fear. We all have natural fears. What <coughs> you think yourself, think yourself, you know, if I'm scared of this, you know, if I'm scared of this new situation, Again, this is not for a 10-year-old little girl, a 12-year-old little girl to do this. This is for adults. But if I'm scared of this, or I'm scared to go into this situation, how much more so, you know, obviously if you're in the army and you're, you, you know, you're, you're going into a mission into to, to Lebanon, okay, that, there you have real fear, your fear of life. So, I mean, there too, you should, one should think, um, you know, uh, how, how much more so. I remember my, my second cousin was in Lebanon for years. He was in, uh, what's it called, uh, What's the ground ships? The, the top the elite. Golani. It was. It was. It, not the elite. No, no, it was, no, it was, it was a higher Golani. No, Golani is. No, that's a big unit. If I was called, he was like in, he was in he was in two thousand five. He was like there when they're still still out very active. Um, still, like you sit there and you just feel like Hezbollah is just looking to shoot you all day long. Like you're sitting ducks at some level. Like they're sitting there with, you know, with all kinds of watching every Israeli position, where you were. And they're just sitting there waiting for you. This was actually this was before. This was like 
2001, 2000, before they went out of Lebanon. I mean, so they would sit there and you just knew every time you moved, they were watching you. And at night, like, that's what it was. There's a certain reality to being in an outpost where you have Hezbollah in the villages, just, and you don't know really who's who, and they're all there to kill you. So, but there's a certain fear that when you, when you were walking, you have to be careful what you're doing. Now, again, in a healthy level, when we live in this world, you should have a certain amount of awe and fear. Like, you know, maybe I'll mess up. You know, maybe, you know, I, you know in the summer, it's, it's going to be a really hot day today. Where are your eyes going to be? Maybe I should think about, I'd be scared to waste my day today on a whole Sunday. Whole, a whole full day I can do a tremendous amount of things in this world. Now, honestly, if I'd ask you the following question, if I, I would say the following thing. You today could save three lives. Right? One, one Jew will die, one Jew will intermarry, and one Jew will end up in a covenant. You can save three lives if you, if you take today seriously. Now, you take today seriously, and I'm telling you 100%. You take today seriously, mm-hmm. you, you say, oh, wow, I, up to me to save a Jew from dying, up to me to, to, to save a Jew from a covenant, up to me to save a Jew from marrying some Filipino. Right? We're going to take life seriously. Well, if you, you appreciate what you're doing, you know, that if you learn Torah, you affect the entire spiritual world. If you do an Avera, you, you bring down the spiritual. And by the way, we're interconnected. So some Jew in San Francisco who doesn't know Aleph and doesn't know Bez will be affected by what you do. Right? If you sanctify your life, if you utilize your life. We, I mean, we, we don't live on these terms. It's true. There's no question about it. <laughs> you know, those who are powered in have a tremendous responsibility and opportunity and, and, and so I, got, yeah, I, I plan today to exercise. I'm, I'm not, I said that unequivocally. I, I really hope to get on a treadmill today. That's my goal at some point of the day. So I, I think that's what I need to do. Of course, I got to send a few so minutes with my ki- kids. I, you know, got to do that. But imagine I felt for six hours almost on my treadmill today. Six hours, a lot, I lose a lot of weight. Probably. <laughs> six hours on my treadmill. Imagine I was in the park. And my, for 10 hours, so my kids run around, and they're, like, collapsing the park board of their minds, you know, after 10 hours. But I'm saying, we'd all say that's stupid, right? Well, if you're going to use a day just to f- uh, make a filler day and not use it correctly, right, you've wasted opportunity to affect the spiritual. We, you know, one, one, one thing when you learn about Derech Hashem, God and the ultimate plan, there's a good translation right now, yeah. is that we are connected to that world, right? We're, we're, we're plugged in and what we do affects the spiritual world which affects the entire world. So you have a certain amount of fear that you could affect the world positively. You live differently. And, and uh, opportunity. And the truth is, is that we, we mentioned that uh, achieving uh, love of God, fear of God, awe of God it's according to our deeds. Uh, the more Torah uh, um, Torah and Muslim we do, the, de- the, the, the greater depth we'll have, the greater intensity, because Torah and Muslim tells us how to live. If you want to serve God, you've got to know the rules of the engagement. Right? If you love your job, you've got to know the job. You know, you get some guy coming to you, I love being a computer engineer. Oh, really? So tell me what a computer engineer is. Oh, well, uh, you know... Uh, Knows how to turn on the computer. 
turn on the screen. I can be a computer engineer too then. You know? <laughs> yeah, it's like, you know, I have some, I have some, you know, some hippie from Berkeley. I love God. Oh, really? Oh. That's about, all they know about loving God is turning on the computer. I'm not joking. Tell me about your service of God, you know, comes with a tie-dye shirt, you know, like those type, you know, a little bit like a longish hair, and he, you know, brings his guitar with him, and he tells me he loves God. A Jewish guy! Jewish guy, Jewish guy, Kikosher, married to a Jew, Shabbos, Kashris, Lima Natar, you ever learned Gemara? I learned Kabbalah. What Kabbalah did he learn? Cut out of town. <laughs> you know, him and Madonna. You know, at the end of the day, this is a, but I love God. And the truth is, listen, um, there is, I'm sure, a deep spark there of love of Hashem. I believe that 100%. Because a Jew wants to love Hashem. That's not loving Hashem. That's loving some, some, Whatever. You don't even know the first thing about Hashem. You don't even do the first thing Hashem wants. <laughs> you know? Guy tells his wife, I love you. Cheats for 50 other ladies. But I love you. She asks for 50 things. He does none of them. But I love you. And he does love her in his own mind. <laughs> that's, that's love. You know, adulterer. Cheating. Don't do anything she needs. That's love. The more Torah and mitzvahs and musr that he does... Is love, and that means actually you love Torah mitzvahs. You know, because if you love Hashem, you'll love to understand Hashem's world, and you'll love His mitzvahs. Here's the bottom line: love it could be distinguished by seeing those who do what you love. Right? If your wife asks you for something and you're tired at night, if you love her, you'll do it without fetching. Without complaining, without a snarky comment, because you love the person. You know, I can tell you, my wife is much better this than me. If I need something, she does it. She even, she even before I even ask for it, usually, will do it. And usually, she's like busy with other things. You know, I, it's like if I ask her for something, oh, why can't you do this? She doesn't do that. You know, oh, what are you a lazy bum? Like, you know. Maybe I would say this. Like, Why are you asking me this now? Like, you always sound busy. I mean, she's very good. She really loves me. I got to work on myself, right? You know? Yeah. And then I'm serious. I mean, if you love someone, you want to you do for them. Uh, by the way, Hashem doesn't need us. But, but, but he needs us to, to be able to reward us to do what we're supposed to do. Um, and you'll do it wholeheartedly. Let's mention, my wife took one daughter to the airport last night. The reason just... Just circumstantially, I, I usually the one who she take the last night. I couldn't even get home in time by the time she had to leave. Um, uh, t- and she t- got back on eleven something from o- Oakland Airport, where my oldest went. And then she had to leave this morning. She woke up at six, take the other two to the airport. I didn't hear her complaining or fetching. Hey, you do when you love somebody, you do with, with all your heart and all your soul. Because then you're physically able to, spiritually, emotionally able. You will do what, what's needed if you love your children, if you like your spouse. If you love, or if you love Shol, if you love Torah, if you love, you're gonna do with all your heart and all your soul. Mayim Rabim lo yuchulachabasisava, and as, as Kling Shlomo says that that a lot of water can extinguish, extinguish the the, the, the fire of love. Lefiroivahava, according to the Mount you love, matriach atzma feel betircha gedela. You push yourself even more and more. Actually, it's going to be a hot day today, right? It's supposed to be 100 degrees. So, so this is like a, a you know, cool day in Florida. Uh, in my youth, because no, we, we had humidity. 
This is like dry air. You know, it's 97 degrees with humidity. You know what that's like? You can't imagine. You're like you walk outside and you feel wet. It's like it's like you know, it's like you can feel the heat water. So I remember my mother once told me she was in, she was in Shear the lady. We walked there Shabbos afternoon. The lady walked from afar. Normal lady. She was came back. She got sweaty. She, she says to my mother, and again, this could sound crazy, but there's, there's, she says she's happy to sweat for Hashem. <laughs> but whether you say that or not, right? If you if someone comes to Shul and it takes, no one wants to sweat. Right? No one's looking to, to unless you go into a sauna. Okay, you're not looking to walk outside and get sweat. That's why people have air conditioners. But if you could, this person, this lady, her reality is, if, if by going to the shear she had to sweat, she was happy to do it. You ever hear say a person wake up early to say for the child, for a spouse, I'm happy to do it for you? You know why they're happy? Because they love the person. If it was some stranger, something you don't want to do, you know one's happy to do things like that. Right? If you, you will, a person will exert themselves, a person will push themselves. You know, a person will do what's necessary. You know, I knew somebody who was happily living in Israel, happily, and they had a child who was needy and sick, and the only real significant care is to move to America. They had multiple children. Removed the whole family. And now, I don't think they ever say anything to this kid. Now they live here to this day. But they're happy to do it for their kid's health. Mm-hmm. Right? They're happy to do it because they love their child. It wasn't about that I'm set in Israel or my situation's okay. You know? It's not about you. By the way, marriage and parenting, this is so important. I can't tell you how many marriages are open because it's about them. It's about my job or my career or my what I need in the house or what I need in, 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 in this or not. You know, even in intimacy. <laughs> I can tell you, you know, I need this type of thing. I need this type of thing. Like, like this is, this is it's, if you love somebody, you're happy to do things. Even if it, it takes a certain amount of, uh, of giving up of what you would like, of your needs. Um, he says, and the truth is, is like people love mammon. They should love Torah mitzvahs. Uh, uh, you, you love your wife and kids. You should, you should, uh, you should like, you should, uh, uh, you should, you should, you should, you should love Hashem. Halavai te kahona kapundikas. You'd love. When you get money, you're very happy. You get Torah, you should be very happy. And for this reason, you should be careful not to kill, kill. It's American terminology, kill time. Kill, kill is a good word, by the way. You know why? It's not waste. When you kill time, you're killing yourself. You kill time. You really got to kill some time. Just like you know, people don't waste money. I'm telling you, people are so cheap. They don't want to waste money. Why don't we waste money? Because it's important to them. Something that's important, you don't just throw out money. By the way, if anyone wants to waste some money, send them my way. I have a lot of uses for it. Give me, I'm not talking about stuck even. I can use it for my own family. You want to give money? I'll tell you. I have, you know, I have eight kids. What are you kidding me? I'll, I'm happy to share, right? Don't, <laughs> you know, don't tell, tell me to waste some money. Nobody, but you know what? I haven't met people like that. Maybe if I, you know, if I get to hang out with, uh, you know, <coughs> Mr. Trump, I'm sure he wastes money. Uh, you know, a few other billionaires. But the average, average, even a person who's comfortable, people, like that same person by the tip or the meal or the dinner, they, they look at their wallet, they look at their wallets. People don't want to waste money. But time? 
He says you should look at time as money. Right? And money and the ultimate money is Torah and mitzvahs and life and, and vitality. Right? People, they have, all, they, have, they have so much every night of the week. It's, you know, what are they doing? Every morning, the whole Sundays, a whole Saturday afternoon. By the way, Torah is worth more on Shabbos. You know, I'll pick up. Allah Torah it's, has, it's a, it's a day of Kedusha. You know, more. It's worth, not worth less. It's, it's worth more. Um, a long afternoon yesterday. Yeah, a long afternoon. Um, so, so feel regular. So to says, you should be more. You should have a, more of a concern and fear about wasting time than losing, wasting a few dollars of money. Pay, you know, get ten bids for something. You know, you try to get every. You save the coupons. You know, you look at you look online for Dan's deals for the best flights or the best credit card. How many points you're getting? You should think about that with Torah mitzvahs. Um, people buy apartments. They buy apartments far from the shul. It saves about two hundred bucks a month. Yeah, but what about your Torah mitzvahs? What about your ruchnius? <laughs> what about you? Were you were about a few hundred bucks? What about your life? Your whole olam haba. Kiyakari mi pinim Torah is more precious than than pearls. V'kol chavetz in yolo yishvava. V'emes amru says in avos olam lebris v'olam shatara. Woe is to people from the albonah shatara. She'en lecha albon gadol mizah. The greatest disgrace for a person will be a person could have been a great, great and give doesn't think about it. He thinks about his career, thinks about his uh, I had to do some right now in Israel. I can't well look Glenn, the apartments are not as nice as Santa Clara. Hey, let's say, you know, what should I what I should I should go ahead and worry about this, you know. Let's talk to the person. You worry about Santa. You worry about an apartment there. What about you worry about your spirituality? You know, like, you, shh. Worry about, your, worry about your spirituality. Yeah, what's more important? Where's your head? Where's your reality? Uh, you sit there on a Friday night, and you sit and schmooze with the friends. You hang out. Or, you know, you, 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 you go ahead and your, your meal, your Shabbos day, oh, it's good, a good Shabbos day meal, right? Good, it's good, good times. It goes for four and a half hours. You ever been to those kind of meals? Four and a half hour meals? <laughs> Asleep on that. Uh, I'm on the couch, but... You don't get yourself into that. You know, you, you're, 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 you're suave. You don't you get out of there. I'm on the couch. Yeah, it's good. Really, so, it's there hanging out. Or at lunchtime, you're at the office. You're at the office at lunchtime. You have an hour off. You can learn every day for 40 minutes during lunch. Instead, you go down and you, 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 you start speaking to Tawan and to Han and Rico and Melanie and Varda. Any Vardas at work? Uh, <laughs> and you sit there you over lunch and you're eating a kosher lunch and you maybe you make your brachas or holy Jew. You waste an hour every day lunchtime. Yeah, an hour, an hour at lunch. Right? What do you get out of that hour lunch? You know Varda's what she did over the weekend, and you know that Rico. And you, and you hear what everyone says about Trump. And if you work for a left wing firm, you know what they're going to say before they got there. And you hear all the fetching about this. Oh, my kid. Oh, blah, 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 blah. Right? And you just joke around. I mean, that's what you do every day for lunch. Or you do every Shabbos. You have a four-hour meal for, for Shabbos. It's a holy meal. Right? A four-hour meal. But you could have learned Tafiyomi every Shabbos. You could have learned the Parsha every week. You could have done whatever. You, let, you, kill, you kill time. 
you wouldn't do if you were in the business day you could be making lots of money right you were a salesperson you wouldn't sit there for four hours you wouldn't sit there at lunchtime you know I know people who are, who are very successful in business they don't they don't hang out you know they, they're busy they're on the phone they're making money they're you know, their time, time, is, time is money. You know, the business day. You ever, anyone, anyone, any, any brokers on the, on, on, on the exchange? Anyone? I know people like that. They didn't hang. They had to have lunch. They ate before the, the day started. You know what's going on in the stock market on a, on a, on a day? You can, you can literally, the, the moments, to, the moments can make the difference of millions and billions of dollars. If you're talking about large accounts, <coughs> they're, not, they're not sitting there. They're, they're the eyes on the game. They're, 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 they're watching the, the clicker, they're looking at the NASDAQ, and looking, obviously the numbers are going, and they're, and they're, keeping, they're keeping attention, they're, they're focusing on it. Um, Praise a person who thinks about the reward of a mitzvah, right? A second of olam haba is worth more. Can you imagine the following thing? You're in a car, Listen to a Torah lecture, or you're listening to NPR. Now I'm not sure if it's permissible to listen to NPR, but if it is, I'm talking so Rush Limbaugh, Mark, well, Mark, Mark, Mark Levine, wherever it, wherever it may be. So what are you going to get out of Stillen's politics? You know, what, how, so, for, so listen. Everyone needs to know what goes on in the world. I I will listen occasionally, but you know what the difference is? You listen to you listen to a, a Torah lecture. Every sh- every second, every second, you get olam haba. Every second, you become a bigger Torah person. Every I, I don't even know how people listen to a baseball game in the car. That sounds so boring. The pitcher, he whines. Very boring. Foul ball. I mean, but the people listen to it as opposed to listening to uh, to a shir. You're learning daf. You only listen to a shir on the daf. You listen to a shir on halacha. You listen to a shir on Muslim, on the parsha. You get a different world. It's a different galaxy. It's a different reality. It's a different reality to uh, uh, to, to it. Um, so sometimes there's a loss of money. So you should think to yourself, what's more important? Right? If I had to say, if your marriage could be better, if you spend two hundred dollars more a month, okay. If you can't pay your bills, literally can't pay your bills, so that's a different discussion. You, know, you got to give up a little bit. Not as fancy stuff. What's more important? Your spirit, your marriage, your children talking to you, or some couple hundred dollars in the bank account? Right? Of course your marriage, your kids. But Hashem, I'm telling you people, the last thing they think about their job or their, where they're living or their apartment or their house is Hashem. It's all about their bank accounts. And people live far away. They buy houses. They're not in the middle of uh, Gilroy, Push in the middle of Gilroy. You know what? They'll be in Gilroy. Their kids will be Goyim. I mean, I see these Israelis. They live, They give up. You know, I believe in Hashem. Whereas you believe in Hashem. So show me. Show me your belief. They end up living in the middle of nowhere, doing nothing at the end of the day. I keep Shabbat. You know what? Keeping Shabbat by yourself when you're barely religious in the middle of nowhere happens to you. It doesn't last. Do you think your kids can keep that? And even if you do keep Shabbat. Yo, what do you think? What do you, what do you think happened? Do you think you keep Shabbat if you, without a minion, without 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 Kriyas Torah, 
without shiurim. How are we worried about Shabbos? Yeah, have it over here. But people are worried about their own money. I realize that the greatest investment you have is a kadosh baruch Person gives tzedakah, that's eternal. You know, I, again, people who who, who give in the shul right now, there's a share that's davening. They're still getting dividends. Anyone who buy, and if you, anytime you donate to the shul, by the way, you're getting a share. There's no, that's not there's, there's, there's billions of shares, but you're buying a share of the shul. I mean, it's anything that goes on here, right? You you have a chelika. You you have you have you have a you have a chelikin. You know, people do, do the eruv. Imagine, actually, it's going to be a year old very soon. So I'm going to have a, a like a minor fundraiser just because you have to pay the insurance. Like every Shabbos, it's been up. It hasn't come down once. Thank God. Do you know how many people's Shabbos has improved? Do you know how many people keep Shabbos better because of the Arab? Do, do you know how many people are not Machal Shabbos, non-religious Jews? There are, there are thousands of people in the Arab. Okay? Not tens of thousands, but thousands of Jews in the Arab. Okay? So you gave money. Or Yoni is actually a fixer. So Yoni every Friday puts time into it. He is a chalik in everyone's Shabbos. It's not a small thing. You donate to it. It's not a small thing at all. He, but but no, I, I know I have 150 bucks. I gotta buy. I gotta buy my new books. I gotta buy uh, a new computer. Get the, the new phone. Uh, X phone 48 just came out by Orange, right? And, and, and guess what? There's three more apps and two more gadgets, and I can take a picture now, not only underwater, but uh, with a fish in front of me. I can go through the fish. See the through the water. It's an amazing phone, right? Who you can't? I can't breathe without it. You can't live without such a phone. How much does the phone cost? Three thousand dollars. <laughs> and next year there'll be the X phone, you know, forty nine, right? Forty nine that will have you'll be able to take a picture of the fish inside and see through, right? And all in point four seconds. And this phone is point eight seconds. So God forbid, I will need that, that new phone as well. But I, but I have no money for other things. I have no money for this. I can't afford this. You know, I, I, don't have, I don't have money. And I said, person, you, have, you know, tell your wife, I don't have money for you. This guy, I actually had this case once. Guy had all kinds of electronics and gadgets. But whenever his wife needed anything, I can't afford it. <laughs> this guy has every stupid toy in the world, but, because that's, for him it's very important. But his wife's needs was less important. Less important. The um, uh, when you're spending money, if you don't spend money on Hashem, you don't love Hashem. If you're cheap with God, it means when you're cheap with people, it means you don't love them. Right? People you care about, that's again, we're talking within budgetary reality. But when you're making your budget of life, you're making your budget, you're showing your priorities. How are you budgeting your, your, your income? Where are you putting your money? Uh, we'll show if you love God. <laughs> Very simple. You, you love mitzvahs. I shock sometimes, same people who buy the fanciest clothes and they buy a little of an esterig, Give me the chinuch set. You're 45 years old. You have a fancy car. What are you getting a chinuch set? I'm not sure. It's a serious. They do that. Like, where, what does that show? Hey, the same guy who buys nice things for his wife's anniversary, you know, looks for tulips, but not new tulips. Forget for to buy roses. That's too expensive. Not new tulips. The, the two-day-old ones that the Mexicans are selling for at half price, right? Those tulips he's buying and giving to his wife. What does he think of his wife? You know, you know. But buy buy something third hand, you know, <laughs> to come to someone. I'm not talking about people who are keeping in your budget, but where's we all have, you look at a person's life, look where they, look how they spend their own money, look where their where their money goes. Um, in your own budget, person who leaves 
uh, uh, serving Hashem, learning Torah, or mitzvah comes to him, b'nei sibas if something's more important, now this, by the way, now I know this is with your, our wives and our kids and our friends, so when, you, when you choose something over them, and sometimes you don't have a choice, your job entails certain things, but let's say you have free time, leisure time, or when you choose something over them, <coughs> at some level, you're saying that this is more, well, my love for this is greater, right? Or my appreciation, or you're just you're, you're misplaced, you misplaced uh, priorities, priorities which, is, which, which often happens. <coughs> you know, when you live vicariously, I've, I'm a, I've been in the ICUs, unfortunately, too often. You speak to people, or you, you're, you talk about a family when you're dealing with a, to do a hespid. You say, tell me about your dad. You know, uh, you know. So you can hear it both ways. You hear the parents say, I'm, you know, I, I, I should have spent more time with my kids, my wife. And then you hear like the kids. You ask about the husband. Like they're, they're, they're in your office. Like, you know, I loved my dad, but I, you know, I can't believe I should have seen him. I could have done this. Like, they love their dad, you know, but they didn't see them. Like, they 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 lost. They were too too busy in their own careers and their own plans and their own whatever, you know. Because and like you, they, you hear you hear that it's those are that's when it's lost. But when you choose something over Hashem, it's Kedai B'Zayin V'Ketzaf, right? You, you, you missed Minyan. Why did you miss Minyan? <laughs> you missed Davening. Why did you miss Davening? You know, because there's a game on. <laughs> game. Game that's made for, for, for people who are literate. For Goyim. That's what the games are made for. You know, you missed Hashem for this. You know, you missed it because you need to get a dinner. Dinner was open earlier. I, you know, I, I'm, I, I probably top five people who've been in bars the average week. I actually, there's some Israelis I cannot, cannot compete with. <laughs> These guys are there every day. But I have lunch meetings. I, I never miss Minion. If I take my kids, I never miss Minion. Are you crazy? I miss Minion? Oh my God, am I, why, why would I miss Minion? I, what a crazy, what a Minion is? It's learning? Again, sometimes it would be unavoidable. There's no choice. I'm not talking. But the, what's, where's the cheshben? Right? Where's your, where's, your, where's, your, where's, your, where's your love? And sometimes, listen, somebody says to me, there's no minion in Tahoe. I, I really need to go for my own sanity or my own kids. I said, like, listen, you just realize it comes at a cost. Right? You, you, you are losing something. <laughs> it says there's, a, there's a loss there. But there's a cheshben. You know, like, you're really thinking about I love minion. I realize the importance. I love learning. Uh, you know, if you're spending money and you can't give, you give less charity, guess what? I promise you, this is very simple. When you get to Shemaim, if you drove a Honda or a Toyota or a Lexus, it won't make any difference. Right? It won't make any difference. If your apartment, you know, had three features or two features, it won't make any difference. Now, what will make a difference for eternity is did you give charity? You know, whatever, any value charity to that you gave. Now, we need to live in a world where we need to have personal happiness. We need to have stability in our own lives. And sometimes what can maybe a luxury for some is a necessity, you know, for others. I, we, that's important. We have to be realistic with what, what, what we can be happy with. We need to be, there is a certain amount of materialism that we all need. And that's a mitzvah. It's important. It's crucial. But you know what? You got to catch this out. When you, I see people spending all kinds of money on vacations. Very expensive vacations, by the way. And they don't have money for Torah mitzvahs. They, so they'll get uh, tefillin, which is substandard tefillin. 
Tefillin, which is substandard. They, they're dollar minimum. They don't have money to spend on Shabbos, but they have enough money to go to, you know, Waikiki or wherever they're going. They have plenty of money for that. They have money to get a nice car. They don't have money to get nice mitzvahs. That is what Hashem will nail a person on. Just like your wife should nail you if you spend money on your own gadgets and you don't spend money on her, right? That just shows you're inconsistent. Your love, your love for the wrong, you're putting your love in the wrong places. Um... Right, and of course, when you serve this world, you know you have you, whether it's the food, whether you have the Gemara says this is a, a nice house, a nice house can give you yishuv hadas. When you live tight quarters, you don't you know you don't have plumbing or or, or good a washing dryer in a house can save you a lot of time. There's all benefits. Right, but if it's a benefit as long as you're keeping your, your priorities straight. Uh, you know, um, I, I, I said this. I said, my car, my fancy car. I, 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 don't, I, I never remember whether I have a Civic or a Accord because uh, I've got both of the years. But one thing I spend money on is I get the electronic panel. Uh-huh. I, can, I can see it when I turn right. It goes on like a video, video thing, and, and it has a GPS built in. I think it's a tremendous safety feature for me. You know, I, I'm, I'm a safer driver because of all these things. So I look at that as a very smart investment. It costs me some money. I don't look at that as a luxury. Not someone else would say, I don't need that. And that's fine. Right? Well, you, be, you have a cheshman of what you're doing. You know why you, know you have a cheshman? Whether it's your time, whether it's your money, whether it's your leisure activities, there's a cost. Right? There's a cost somewhere. Right? You get a... I went to Disneyland for the first time in decades, anything like this. I took my daughter last Sunday after this class on Monday, which is an amazing thing, Disneyland. I've never been to this Disneyland before. It's, it's, like, it's, like, it's, it's the biggest money trap you can imagine. I mean, it, you can't imagine. It's like they, the, 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 they, they must make, I don't know how much, people were eating and drinking there all day long. You come out of every ride, it's like you end up in a room with like, things to buy. Yeah. Like you walk out of the room, they don't take you outside. It's like you come into the, a theme thing, with, and, like, and it, it, you know, it, that's there. I mean, it's like it's like a joke. It's like, and then the, the lines are crazy wherever you go. So we actually did it very well because Sima, my daughter, I took, researched like the, every single thing. So we know there's something called a fast pass, which I didn't know what this is. Oh, you get yeah. two fast passes. Yeah. Yeah. And which fast pass to go where? Like, we went to Space Mountain. We got a, that was the first fast pass we got, went to. Okay. So we did Space Mountain. We got there at like 1045. So we went there between 325 and 425. It was like a 10-minute wait to get in. When we got there at like 4, 3.30, 4 o'clock, if you didn't have a fast pass, it was a two-hour wait. Oh, my God. And there was hundreds of people on this line for this two-hour wait. Meshugayim, two hours. Like you see, these people come from like all over the place. They're two hours waiting there, right? And I went ten minutes. It was cute. It's a, it's a, it's a, what's it called? It's a roller coaster in the dark, essentially. It's pretty wild. But you know how long this roller coaster was for? Three minutes. No, it's, no, it's not that. It's three minutes. Three minutes. It's a three-minute roller coaster. They're waiting two hours. I was saying to myself, Shem Rishamayim. Shine me Shemar, three hours is crazy, two hours is crazy, it's a three minute wide. You have to have a safer with you. Uh, you can't, there's pizzas everywhere. <laughs> I didn't know where to put my head, that's a different Shiloh. You know, it's like like these ladies, you know, but, yeah, hi, yeah, but, but we like literally, I didn't get on the lines. We did single riders, like we knew every single trick that was there. 
You know that we had that she re- I told her research. We knew exactly which restaurants we were going to go to before we went there. We knew exactly what time we had to leave. I, I actually I had to get Minchamar by Plag in Pico. Drove back from Disneyland because we had a 9:55 flight. So I had, we revolved our whole day. Then I had to get the 6:25 Minchamarev to go get back at Pico to get by Plag. They plenty of later minutes, but I got my and down the block there was some Italian restaurant which was taco very good by the way. I forget the name, but I would recommend it. But you know what? Only because there's advanced planning. And you know what? If you want to go to Disneyland and you want to waste your day there the whole day, I guarantee you, watching what goes on there, there are people who wait online for two hours for your ride. They don't know about the single riders. They're stupid enough to take the, the little children there. I can't imagine I would ever do that ever, ever. <laughs> it's like the line is there for Dumbo. It's like, oh my goodness. You know? <coughs> but it's like, but you know, if someone wants to do it but with ourselves, if you're in business, you're, anyone who's good in business, you, you need to know what you're doing. No, Sydney. You do, do, well, how's it? I got, did it before two weeks. Yeah. With uh, Tatiana. Oh, yeah. But, but with a business, in though. The same, in the same place. Yeah. With the cart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But business. How do you run a good business? You, you watch where you spend money. You watch how the money goes. You watch how your employees. You don't just live, right? You think about You know, when you're thinking about life, you know, we're thinking about our lives. You know, at the end of the day, whether we ever learn this or not, here's the reality, gentlemen. We live once. All of us in this room, you either achieve or don't achieve. Either, you either use your money, your time, your energy correctly, and you show a loving relationship. It's marriage is the same thing. You know, the only thing is marriage is your wife tells you right away. <laughs> yeah, there's a consequence right away in marriage. And you know what the funny thing about marriage is? The more time, energy, and love you put in marriage, you know who gets the most? You do. <laughs> you do. When you invest in your marriage, you invest in your wife, you know who the biggest beneficiary is? You. You invest in your children. You invest in your parents. You take care of your parents. You know who the biggest beneficiary is? You. And it's the same thing with Hashem. If you, when you put your time in your heart, in your money into mitzvahs, you think you're wasting money into Lubin Esther, you're, you're investing in your relationship with Hashem. When you, when, you, when you come to Shul and you get dressed up special for Shul, you know what you do and you show Hashem you love his shul? You love davening? You don't come in with your shorts and a tank top? You know? You get, you benefit from shul. You're the beneficiary for it. Behold, we'll deal with Hashem. You show love. And you think about it. How does it affect my relationship with Hashem? You'll see that all of your life, when you're working, when you're eating, when you're sleeping, it's all revolving loving on Hashem. Again, there's many types of love uh, and, uh, all around. This is just the first and this is the last. Next week we'll start loving yourself. What that means to Ahavas Atzmo and how that's essential for serving God.